Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Here real quick. Just keep, just keep your focus on that white one. What are you doing, man? Grab an announcement to make, guys. Oh! Only a couple seconds. Will you marry me, baby? Oh! All right! Hello, beautiful people. How your spirit doing? Welcome back to another episode of Peace Talk Podcast. Me, Peace, Daylin, Day Day. Oh, shit, that's my boy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, this is a podcast uh, with a comedian that does and talks about whatever he can come up with. And I would love to share my wedding proposal that story uh, I know like women all oh tell me how did you propose how did he propose bitch you ain't getting no ring it ain't, it ain't about you <laughs> I'm sorry I don't know why that came off so aggressive um, I uh, one of the funnest things about doing this podcast and really like diving into the audio is I, you know, and, and, and Anchor, shout outs to them, is I found the the video of me proposing and I was like, shit, let me just see if I can just take the audio and put it on. And it it it, it just prompted me to kind of share the story. So this episode is about uh, my proposal story and kind of what led up to it and uh, just kind of little little bits of of the nervousness that that went into asking the big question i did actually i was going to make this uh part of the other episode of just kind of talking about uh my little three months off from doing comedy but instead of making this a long episode i decided to just stick to the wedding proposal and that story and i took the you know three months off my return to comedy show my juneteenth comedy show and i just basically made that a bonus episode that i put out so you guys can hear about that so i do make reference to it but i actually never uh get to talking about it on this episode because again it's all about popping the question popping that pussy no I'm sorry that's stupid I apologize enjoy the episode it's it's pretty fun and, and funny and uh you know if you guys want to reach out you can uh you can send me an email through comedian uh day day at gmail or you can find the Facebook page and like it you can become a part of a sponsor and you can tell me your uh your proposal stories good the bad the ugly enjoy the episode I'll talk to you soon peace scary to be bop a scuba da boop boom I wish I I wish I can uh scary to be bop a doobie da boop boom you know, just imagine going to like one of those night spots and coming to the stage next day day. What's he gonna do? 
Let's give me the beat. You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker, this motherfucker spitting right now. This nigga can, this guy can beepity bop with the best of them. <laughs> oh man. They did, you guys heard my, my proposal, my wedding proposal. I, uh, was the most nervous that I can remember. Uh, I'm sure if I sat down and compiled a list of my most nervous moments in life, I think proposing was 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 up there. Getting married was pretty was was nervous, like nerve wracking as far as like um, the event all coming together. You know what the funny thing is? I felt like with my wedding my approach to that was very similar to like producing a comedy show. You know what I'm saying? It was like I booked the comics, you know, like the venue and then booked the, you know, the bridesmaids, and the, you know, the groomsmen, everything like that. So my approach was, was more familiar. What was, you know, what was probably nerve wracking about the actual wedding was just standing in front of all of our loved ones. And, um, you know, I, I should probably do a, a complete episode of just the wedding because I've said this before. The wedding was one of my favorite days on earth. Like, it was so fucking beautiful. And uh, there's not too many things I would change. There were some things that definitely pissed me off. Someone fucking showed up in shorts. Like, I know we in Iowa. I get it. Like, for those that don't know, like, we got married in, in the small town that we live in. Lake Mills at this Victorian house, which is dope. And, uh, someone showed up with fucking shorts and, uh, cargo. You know, I don't know if they actually showed up at the wedding. I think they only showed up at the reception because the, you know, the way, the way my debit card is like the way we had all everything set up was, you know, we invited this number to the actual ceremony. It was a quick ceremony. Then we went, God, I feel like this episode was turning into the wedding. <laughs> you know what? No, <laughs> you know what? You know what? No, I'm just, I'm going to leave some mist. I'm going to leave some mystery to to the wedding in our in that episode and tell you it was amazing and someone showed up with shorts which uh <clears throat> drives me crazy you know what i mean like it's one of those things where when we were like planning as all like nobody better fucking show up with shorts i don't know why it's 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 really not that huge of a deal like, you know what it is it's it's disrespect you know what i mean like i grew up at a time where you dressed up for Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Like if you were going to church, you dressed up for Jesus. You, you put on your Sunday, it was called your Sunday best. You can have a whole, like six shitty outfits, but on Sunday you showed up with your vest and your little fucking handkerchief, your dress socks, you, you know, <laughs> like your fucking, like we remember one time, um, I didn't have any dress socks, so I had to wear my, my mom's stocking or, or panty, whatever they're called, stock, stock you know, and uh it was she had she like cut it and tied tied a knot so like on my sock i had like a big fucking ball at the end of it and like mom my feet hurt like shut up we dressed up for jesus you know what i'm saying so nowadays you can go fucking church in in tank top and nobody say nothing about it you wear your cargo shorts nobody say nothing about it and obviously that's just certain certain churches certain areas certain you know but nah it was it's disrespectful you know, and uh, I felt disrespected at the wedding or a reception. 
And then I didn't really drink. Or, you know what? No. <laughs> see, see, you guys try to trick me into telling y'all about the wedding. I'm not gonna tell you about the wedding. I will say, was pretty nervous to uh, for the vows. That was really the the moment where I was like, uh, like just standing in front and and ah. Uh, and uh, I've had other, I've had other like, I'm fucking nervous moments. Um, countless times doing comedy. Um, I would say some of my most like like nervous shows or sets actually end up going very well. I'm very I'm very like like nerves I think make you better. And when it comes to performing for me specifically, I am just about nervous every time. Or or like a sense of nervous. Um I would say I was very nervous last Friday. Again by the time you you hear this. Um it was Juneteenth, so I was very nervous on my show back after three months off. Like, I was very nervous. And, like, most of the day I wasn't nervous, but it was, like, until, like, showing up and, and then, like, getting closer to actually going on stage is when I felt it. And there's been a lot of shows where I felt I felt that. But, again, I hit, I hit the stage, and it's like fucking killing bitches so you know so like I, it's all like fear is all in your mind people i'm telling you if you can get over fear in life or conquer it as much as possible you would have a better life and there's no like easy way to do it you know so you just have to jump in you know there's no like in my in my you know experience there's no you know fear for dummies you know <laughs> like you can't like read a book and be like you know what i'm not fear you know i'm not fearful anymore um, <laughs> yeah. um so i don't know like uh proposing even though i was with this woman for a very long time i was so nervous because it it so so let's just back up a little bit Hopefully I can get to both things today, but you know me guys, you know how I try really hard and then like, you know, I go off the rails, but, uh, I'm going to try to talk about, uh, my return to comedy show and then my proposal, which both are in the lines of, I was fucking terrified, more terrified about proposing than the show, but, um, so let's go back to that. So this, the year is, you know, <laughs> uh, the year is 20, let's go to back to year 2015. I went back to Detroit and um, I was basically, I think I went back to Detroit in, in August, you know, because I, I normally go back once a year and, and it's always been around like the late fall, like August, September. And specifically for this particular uh, trip back home, I was hanging out with my family, you know, like a, a side note, my mother and my auntie, so her sister, they had like this huge falling out over some petty shit. Like that's what happens with family. And they didn't talk for like 10 years, like a good 10 years. You know, my mom blamed my auntie for like getting on drugs and like abandoning her kids. And my auntie blamed my mom for like being on drugs and like not taking care of her kids, whatever. I, I, I don't really know her side of the beef, if I can be honest with you. But um, you know, it, it was it was a time where we didn't understand certain things. Meaning, like, it was just 
it like like my whole family and i feel like a lot of you know arguments amongst people that you love always gets broken down to whose side are you on and a lot of times we don't have all the information or all the facts and we more importantly don't you know under like we don't empathize with certain you know characters it's kind of like i don't really like that person so i don't really give a fuck why they did that they were wrong and I, for a very long time i was like mom you should talk to your sister you should whatever with your sister you should and for this particular trip back my mom came with and she the year before was was the year that her and her sister had seen each other after oh so long after they had seen each other like literally just saw each other with their eyeballs they were like instantly best friends again and so when we went back in 2015 my mom was basically just kind of staying with her and uh that was great for their relationship to grow and and become as strong as it is today um when I was there, just kind of like that family kickback where everybody just, you know, talking about this and talking about that, I ended up bringing up Monica. Before the trip, um, I don't know if it was the summertime, but like uh, Monica's grandmother on her on her mom's side, well, her name is Shirley. Shirley, I feel like she definitely wanted some black D. It never happened. I don't know if it happened. I could be wrong, but like... Uh, at the wedding, at the wedding, re- wedding reception, well, first, first and foremost, she's always been a little sweet on me. That's important to share. But at the wedding reception, my dude, uh, <laughs> Azrael, who is like the, and I can say this because that's my guy. He's a fucking dreamy ass doctor. He's doctor. He's the black doctor, Doctor Dreamy, and uh, he was like dancing with her on the reception, and you know, like she was like moving her hips in ways she, I, I don't think her hips can move. she had approached me about like hey having this ring and like basically like if you ever want to propose or when you propose or whatever i got this ring for you i don't exactly know what the hold up was if i had to think back it had a lot to do with just quote unquote not being ready because men go through this like i'm not financially stable and i want to give you the world but i you know i need a down payment first whatever but i think the truth is for me at this time i just wasn't convinced that you know like when we had drake in 2012 our otis uh who's seven we weren't together and I just refuse to marry a woman, you know, commit to a relationship. And I feel this way for anybody because of a child. Like, that's how a lot of women trapped everybody in the 70s and 80s. Like, that was, you know, and even before that, like, if you knocked her up, you had to fucking just, hey, this is it. And um, and then there was also a lot of cheating during this time. So, like. That's that's a lot of reasons why I feel like the divorce rate was so small. It's like, hey, I'm marrying you, but I'm still cheating. So it's like, it's still shitty. <laughs> it's still a shitty marriage and relationship, but people just didn't divorce. Now, you know what I'm saying? This 21st century, women are like, fuck all that. Give me half, bitches. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck her. You know what I mean? Just give me the money and I'll take the kids. 
And um <laughs> and so that's that that's kind of where my mind was. It's like Am I marrying this woman for the right reasons? Um, there was no doubt that she was like this, you know, great woman. She was was a great mother. But I think I was just afraid to be locked down and committed into like to this person because our our relationship had has been far from perfect. In fact, a lot of the relationship was was pretty bad. Like in the sense of, you know, like, uh, you know, like I, I tell you this a lot. Like I, I watch shows. I binge watch shows. Um, I have shows that I absolutely love. I have shows that I hate. I recently watched uh, fucking the little liar, the fucking fire, the little big little fire. I what what um, Kerry Washington and um, Reese Witherspoon absolutely hated it. Like. I'm very mad about it because it was eight hours. It's eight episodes. It was eight hours of my life. I can't get back. In the eight hours, I did like one of the episodes. Like one of the episodes was a pretty good episode. Then another episode was actually like above average. But most of the series was was below average and, and pretty shitty. Like there was like four episodes that could have easily been compiled into one episode. I bring all of that up because um, our relationship was like that for, for a lot. Like, we had some good years, you know what I'm saying? Then we had some really shitty years, and it was below average. And I didn't see myself marrying this show, you know, for, for a lot of it. Um, I think one of the best parts of my wife is she, you know, it's it's one of the two things. Either she's been, she's very stupid, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's just like, I'm going to stay with you no matter what. Uh, which a lot of women do, which I think can be stupid. You know what I mean? Like he, he punched me in my face, but he loves me. I'm going to stay with him no matter what. No, no, leave. It's okay. You can, you can go, you know? Um, and I understand why a lot of women don't go, uh, for, for a multitude of reasons, but I still feel like I have the reason, you know, I have the right to say that, that you're being stupid. Maybe you're not stupid, but you're being stupid. That's, that's a, more easy, you know, politically correct way of saying it. Um, oh, yeah, so either my wife is just being stupid or, yes, not she was stupid. Or, you know, my wife is a genius and she knew, like, we were just destined to be together and I just needed to fucking man the fuck up and get to the level that she was at. I've said this before. I think one of the problems with you know, proposing and people get married is like a lot of times there's, there's one party that's there already. Like, Hey, I've, you know, I got plans, you know, I want to be married by this. This is what I want. You want this pussy for life. I need these things. And then it's, you know, the other party, a lot of times the man, like, I'm just not ready and whatever excuses that, that, that they have. And then I think sometimes women pressure or, you know, again, that, that one party pressures the other one into, into doing it and they rush into it. And then a lot of times it's for the wrong reasons, you know, and, uh, it's, it's, it's sad and unfortunate. And I think that's also plays a reason why the divorce rates are so high, but, um, I don't know. So maybe she just knew I just needed to to get to the level that she was at. I think as a little bit of both, more importantly, I think she just she was just so like uh 
like I, I like one of my terrifying thoughts, you know, like that nightmare dream of what if what could have happened is what if my 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 wife at any of those times and I gave her plenty of opportunities to fucking walk away and be like this is you know I'm better than this I deserve more whatever and what if she actually left one of those times like who would I be married to definitely it'd be a skank I don't know but if I had to guess um like I would have probably ran and married the next woman that that showed me love and affection and uh, she probably would have been a skank. And like, who, like, who would I, like, who would I have had children with? Or maybe I would have one kid with Monica, and then, you know, a couple of just seats out in the world. I don't know, but it's a very terrifying thought. Like, you know, like as far as nightmares, I just watched the new Chucky movie, the uh, Child's Play, um, that came out in 2019 with the voice actor Mark Hamill, who is phenomenal with the Joker voice, and he, people know him for Star Wars. I, should, you know, he was he was Luke. I guess that was a big deal movie, but uh, <laughs> it was pretty bad. I bring that up because I, I miss horror. Like I miss I miss like really scary, um, you know, suspenseful movies and. Um, I I feel like a very like terrifying movie for my life would be the what if Monica left, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and I marry a skank and maybe she's a killer, you know, maybe, maybe like that's like part of it. But the the thoughts are terrifying because I feel like I'd maybe have you know, some baby mamas and like I don't know, I feel like I'd be homeless. I don't know what 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 my life would be, but Monica saved me. So, <laughs> so I'm at home in 2015 talking to my family. We were just having those conversations, and I brought up the fact that her grandma Shirley was like, "Hey, I got this ring. If you want to propose," and I was. You know, I was, I was like, man, if, when I propose, I want to buy the ring. I want to do this. I want to be able to do that. And I want to be financially this, that, and the other. Um, at this time, I was no longer with my with my number one job. My number one job was the, the sneaker company, Finish Line. I left there. When I say left, they asked me to go politely <laughs> Twenty in 2014. And then, like, I was a stay-at-home dad, and this is the first time I was a stay-at-home dad for a couple of months. And then I ended up finding another job in working retail management again. And uh, that that job lasted a year. And then after that, um, I ended up, (laughs) I remember I tried to sell cars for a month. And uh, (laughs) and then I ended up getting another retail job before moving back to Iowa. So the the second retail management job that I basically had at this time, I wasn't making nearly as much as I was making at Finish Line. I definitely enjoyed working there for a lot of it, but it wasn't, you know, as lucrative. So I was like, financially, like, I like to save up and I like to buy her this and I like to do that. And my cousin, who is um, who embodies the spirit of our grandmother, who is probably the most hateful, <laughs> evil person I've ever known, um, or or you know, like like that role. I, I've, I've said this before. I'm convinced everybody has a, a nice grandmother and a mean grandmother, and this grandmother was 
pretty hateful. <laughs> like, like if you believe in heaven and hell, I'd be surprised if I get to heaven and she's there. I'll be like, hey, am I in hell? You know, so like the good place. Like, is this the bad place? Because you're here. So, so but, but, you know, shout out to her. I love her. Uh, but, and she was always nice to me. I guess that's always important to share. But, uh, yeah. And uh, so my, my, my cousin Wanda, she embodies like her spirit, her, her, her bluntness, her rudeness, her, her mean spirit, but she's also hilarious. Uh, my cousin Wanda, who is a year younger than me, who is named after my mother, my mother name is at Wanda and her name is also at Wanda. Um, I don't know why, <sighs> you know, it's funny doing these I, I constantly think as I'm talking and it's like, why did my auntie name her daughter after my mom? Like, what was it about that time and that relationship that said, I'm going to name you after my sister? Maybe I'll find the answer out at a later episode and I'll share, but that's fucking different. Like, I, I got three kids. I've never thought about naming them Daniel. Not even a little bit. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's kind of weird to name your children after your siblings. <laughs> like, I, you know, like, I, I, I believe, like, it's okay to, I believe, like, it's okay. Like, it's, uh, I have no issues with someone naming, you know, after great-grandparents and, and this, like, for, like, a middle name. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm naming you after this person for these reasons but for like a first name and at wanda is a very uh you know that's not a common name here's the only thing i can think of my my mother is a twin so my mother at wanda has a twin brother she was paternal um had a twin brother um named etwin etwin he served in the military he actually committed suicide he killed himself and the only thing i can think of in this moment is maybe my auntie did that to honor him as well being that maybe if he was a boy she would have named him edwin and if she was a girl which she was she decided to name her at wanda also, it could have just been the drugs. <laughs> like, let's just not rule that out. Maybe she was just fucking high and was like, I'm going to name her Janie, but I can't remember my name. So I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm getting all, all over the place. But um, my cousin Wanda was like, nigga, like, if you don't just take that ring and propose to Monica, like, clearly her grandmother wants you to. The family wants you to. You want to, don't you? And that was really like the first time I had really confronted the thought. I've always thought about it, but I never like been confronted with it like, nigga, shit or get off the pot. Do you want to do comedy? Do you not want to do comedy? Do you want to marry her? Do you not want to marry her? It reminds me of the episode of um, Friends. Uh, I don't know where your spirit is, but Friends is still my favorite show of all time. And when I say show, I'm, I'm speaking, you know, sitcom. Uh, but there, there's an episode where, uh, Phoebe has a dream and she's mad at Ross and, and, uh, she can't remember why she's mad at Ross. She doesn't remember that it was a dream 
and they play this game where you just answer questions as fast as you can. And, you know, he was asking her, why are you mad at me? And she was like, because you called me something. And she then remembered it was it was a dream. And having this conversation with my cousin kind of reminded me of that. Just asking simple yes or no questions. And when I realized the answer was yes, I want to marry this woman. It really just was like all about putting a plan together and executing. So I get back to Iowa. I pretty much immediately find her grandmother and like, hey, let me get that ring. I didn't want to give her that ring um, because I wanted to personalize it and make it special. So I took the ring and I went to Jared and what they did was basically recreated the band and kept the original diamonds. And I think I added a diamond, but I be, again, I didn't, again, this job wasn't paying like, like the other job. So it wasn't like that much money put into it, but it was supposed to be this very special symbolic, the same diamonds from your grandmother's ring and, um, but a little bit more modern design and blah, 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 blah. And so, um, yeah, uh, basically the process took a couple of months and it was, it was possible. Like there, there, it was after like sending it in, it was like, Hey, you could get it back for Christmas. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do a Christmas proposal. I know that's kind of, uh, you know, generic or cheesy. However, who gives a fuck? Like, if you want to fucking propose on St. Patrick's Day, do whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't understand. And, and and I feel like it'd be people judging that's not married, who who don't get proposed. Like, you know, like, it'd be those, those people. Um, I think people who just are in love get, get engaged on whatever day you want to get engaged in. Don't let nobody fucking in, anywhere. So... I was like, yeah, basically it came down to like, when I get the ring back, that's when I need to plan and execute. Um, so that, that, that was, that was, that was the, uh, that was the idea, but, uh, the ring wasn't ready, uh, for, uh, it wasn't ready by, by Christmas. I didn't get it to sort of, uh, mid January. And our our first anniversary was January fourteenth, I believe. That doesn't sound right. You know, it, it was January fourteenth because our 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 anniversary now is August twelfth, and um, January fourteenth is like the first day we became a couple back in twenty oh eight. And I was thinking about waiting till Valentine's Day. But uh, I think she like threw it at me real good. And I was like, you know what? Let's just propose immediately. So let's not wait till um, till, till Valentine's Day. There are times, and men know what I'm talking about. Maybe women do. I don't know. I don't talk to women about this. But there are times where men have conversations. And it, the conversation goes like this. My lady gave it to me really good last night. I'm doing something very nice for her. I remember countless times. I mean, seriously, I could probably write a book where I'm working at the sneaker company and dudes would come in like, I'm buying my my lady some new 
kicks or Jordans or this or that. And I'm like, oh, that's dope. Anniversary this. And she threw it at me real good. I'm like, hey, say less. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. And uh, basically orchestrated this whole little like, hey, we're going to go here. And, uh, you know, I actually took the day off, but she still had to work. So while she was at work, you know, I, I made all these little plans and I set her up with like a Mac makeover thing. And, and we went out to Ruth Chris, which is actually uh, one of our favorite restaurants. And we would always kind of go once a year, which always made it just that much more special. And, um, you know, I got her flowers and like I just threw everything that I had in the day. And I knew she was going to say yes, but I was still crazy, crazy nervous. So, um what what it came down to was how, what I was going to say. We are at the restaurant, and the plan that I made with the with the restaurant, you know, I called him like, "Hey, I'm I'm planning to do this. Can you do this?" What we came up with was uh, we were going to eat our meal, have a good meal, and then for dessert that was going to be cold. I was going to order. We were going to order dessert, and they were going to bring out a plate with will you marry me written on the plate and uh that was gonna be like my cue to to do it and uh, i definitely like a crowd she doesn't she gets very embarrassed or at least she she definitely used to get very embarrassed about these things and (laughs) i did not plan it or rehearse it which is why i felt like what i said hearing it and looking back was kind of uh i'm not gonna say whack because i don't do whack shit bitch you know what i'm saying but i do feel like it could have been hmm, more thought out and more special more personalized i felt like i was so nervous i just wanted to get the question out and uh that's sort of what happened we had this really great seat off in the corner and we ordered dessert you know we had a great meal order dessert i'm fucking nervous um i left the ring in the car and it was like an upstairs restaurant so i i told her i had to use the restroom and i left and i ended up being gone for like 10 minutes she thought i was taking a shit like (laughs) because i had to go downstairs um and we parked fucking far. I didn't realize that there was two bathrooms. So, like, when I got back, I was, like, trying to tell her I, I was at the one bathroom. And she was all like, you out there taking shit. So, I, I get the ring from the car because I didn't want to, like, bring it up. I didn't, you know, like, she knows she know my bulge. You know what I mean? If I had another bulge in my pants, she would have been like, nah, that's not, that's not what I'm used to day to day. And, <laughs> and so... I uh, was crazy nervous. We ordered dessert. The plate comes over. And she's all like, what is this? And I I thought it'd be cool to capture it. So uh, I there was a table nearby. Um, and I handed him my phone, as you can hear. Basically just said, keep it focused on this white woman. I was so like using humor for for my nerves. Because obviously I was, I wanted to make a joke, but like, it, I I wish I wouldn't have said that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish I would have just been like, "Hey, 
you know, do you mind taking it, you know, and, 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 and also fairness, I, I felt like I was just, you know, I don't know. So, um, I basically say, Hey, you know, I love you. Will you marry me, baby? Um, I got on one knee, but we were in this very high booth. So it looks, you know, it looks like I'm, I'm not on a knee, but I, I'm on one knee and you know, I, I, uh, I, I, I'm sorry to go back when they brought out the dessert with the, will you marry me? The ring was also on the plate because I, I, I gave them the ring and, uh, I bet they probably took it in the back with laughing at me like this nigga, this ring ain't even shit. You know what I'm saying? I can't even see the diamonds. I bet they shit it on you boy. But, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, and you know, so I say, will you marry me? And she says yes, but it's so low that nobody heard her so if you hear someone says you know like hey did you what's the answer did you say yes or did you know and then she she says again i said yes and we kiss and people applauded and um i retrieve my phone from from the from the guy give him a high five and um that was that's my proposal story it was uh i was oh so very nervous uh, even though uh, I knew she would say yes, and I don't know, I don't, I don't know if that's just um, for me. I don't know if there's other guys that's been out there that's been insanely nervous, but that's probably like the biggest question you are going to ask somebody uh, in your lifetime. That and uh, are you a Republican? You know what I'm saying? Like you got to ask these these very important questions. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline here real quick just keep just keep your focus on that white what are you doing man cabin announcement to make guys oh only a couple seconds will you marry me baby all right Give me a high five, give me a high five. Thank you guys.